What's up, everybody? You're now tuning to your favorite podcaster. It is J Ray Don't Play. And here today, I am returning with a special guest. Oh, just wait. Uh, right after these messages, and you'll see who it is with J Ray Don't Play. See ya. Hi, everyone. You're now tuning in with J Ray Don't Play. And it's been a while since I've been on this app to record a podcast. And now I have Ling that I have not connected since last January. I have not recorded anything with her. However, now we're here and reconnecting. Ling from across the pond, how are you? How are you? Thank you for coming into this podcast. Oh, hi, everybody. Hi, J Ray's audience. Um, it's Ling here, like you said, from across the pond in the UK. Yay! Woo, woo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice. it's all good. It's all good. Nice. Um, oh, yeah. Just before we kind of got cut off, yeah. Um, I was just trying to explain to um people how how we met, and um, you know, it was because literally through um the facebook page asian podcast network oh yeah yeah, yeah. Um, yeah do you remember that because that was my cousin who um recommended me i joined that page mm-hmm. um i just kind of randomly out the blue posted on that page back in january to see if anybody wanted um to have like a, a uk guest on one of their shows and then um you piped up mm-hmm. and um we're kind enough to just kind of reach out and that's kind of how we met and we kind of had a quick chat didn't we about podcasting and how you kind of got into it and yeah, um, yeah it really gave me a lot of food for thought and a lot of motivation um so it's something that <laughs> so even though I was being really motivated and I said I'm motivated um still kind of procrastinating mm-hmm. although I was saying to you earlier there's a bit more progress there um I just kind of need to crack on and do it and um I guess when I uh, just before we recorded this, I reached out to you to say that um, I recently got a life coach and mm-hmm. um, I talked to her about this podcast stuff I want to get into and um, I mentioned you and she said, right, that's your task. I want you and I want you to feature on one of Jay Ray's episodes. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I mean, there's no time pressure or anything but I was like you know what I think that's definitely achievable I can definitely do that um so so here we are (laughs) awesome thank you for that context and I really appreciate how you mentioned me to your life coach and I feel that I impacted you in such a positive way it helps me to hear other folks you know give me that type of affirmation or even like it feels validating that what I'm doing, you know, reaching out and networking to other folks, uh, still affect them after some or so many months. So I'm very appreciative of you reaching out to me. And oh, yeah, I'm excited for your podcast journey. You know, like we have a lot of things going on in our current lives, or just say the, the world in general. And it's really dope to just be able to connect with someone online such as podcast the Asian podcast network where we did connect and I'm glad and happy to hear that you have a life coach that you you know took that step and they're have yeah giving you like a task sheet to 
create something. So I look forward to this. Yeah. (laughs) She does. She does challenge me. And I did when I first met her, you know, I said to her, I need that push from you. um, Because I'm very much, I go off tangent quite a lot um, in all senses. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, we've only had a couple of sessions together. But um, you know what? So far, so good. And you know what? I would recommend anyone. Um, if you're that way inclined, if you're all about self-improvement and um, wanting to, to do better, be better, um, go, speak to a life coach. I think they're great. They, mm-hmm. they really are. They, they make you think in different ways, um, challenge you, um, empowers you. I think I think it's, they're a great tool, a great asset to have. So anyone who's ever kind of thought about um, having one, definitely go um definitely find out a bit more about them and what they do um don't get it mixed up with um with therapy though because yes. two different things really Agreed. um mm-hmm. fortunately I've, I've had i've had both i've done both same same stay here nice oh have you what mm-hmm. your, do you mind me asking like why you were in therapy Oh, absolutely. Um, first, I want to address the uh, what do you call it? The life coach. I had that life coaching um, like actually last year, you know, during COVID. I was just like, hmm, what do I need? My friend is a wellness like or life coach mixed together. And I felt like I just wanted to help him out. And also helping him out would help me out, you know, in his business yeah. as well as for myself. I mean, sometimes folks say conflict of interest, but, you know, I got to support my friends and my community. So it was really nice to, like, hear the things that I needed to work on for myself. And it did help about, like, the, the main thing that I got the most was the three aspects of things that I need to fix for myself. I wrote it down here and I'll put it on my wall, which is, like, to acknowledge, validate, and reframe, or like recognize, that's another one, recognize, realize, and refrain from like my specific specific thinking for myself. And just like to appreciate the little wins and take little steps to like conquering obstacles and goals. So that's one of the things that I really loved about going to like wellness, having a wellness coach and just checking with me uh, probably like every two weeks or so. Um, and then going back to your question, which was therapy. So yeah, therapy is so much more different. Like I've had to go therapy. Uh, for me, I feel more comfortable now saying this after like, I I didn't, I wasn't comfortable before. Um, this was in high school where I didn't choose it. I was more of, I had to go to it for the reason being, oh, now this is like maybe triggering watering for people that you know, go through things too. But I learned that, you know, like when I do share something like this, it, it, it made me like understand what the things that I was going through, you know, whether it be for me, it was like my family was having a hard time with like alcohol issues or just like domestic violence or whatever. And for me, that was going on in my life where I kind of like was a rebellious teenager and I didn't like what I was seeing with my family. So uh yeah i you know kind of like said some things that were not like a free speech say if you're saying you're a danger to yourself or others then here in california there's a code called 5150 where automatically if that was reported to the police then they would take you to uh get evaluated 
and then sent to a mental institution. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, for like a couple months, I had family therapy to um, like get back to us uh, to like going to school again. So the 5150 is classified and then you get to you have to stay in mental institution for like three days. Uh, for me, I got further to 5250 <laughs> because I didn't want to take anything that they were giving me. They had they were giving me like pills for like chill pill, which is called Altavan to relax. And I was like, hell nah. And then, you know, they would just put me down and inject me with it. So, yeah, this is all my story. It's kind of long, but uh, that's probably like in another topic. Uh, I'm sorry, it's did making you, so did long. Did you all have therapy then? Was, just, was it just you, Jay, right? Oh, uh, first it was me because like, yeah. you know, everything was on me. And then later yeah. it was family therapy because, you know, okay. I did not want to get back with my family because uh, I didn't, I had fear of like going to see my family again and whatnot. Mm. So, it was, it was a process. Uh, I even got considered. I got pulled out of my own home. Got considered a foster child. So then mm. it took about probably like six or six to eight months to get back with my family again and getting back to a living situation. Um, yeah, but I mean, it's all a healing journey and a process. Uh, it is. Yeah, that's about it. Uh, I was rambling. Yeah, Thank so you I for guess, listening. Yeah. yeah, no, do you know that was um. That's really, um, like really kind of you to share that because I know, as we say, it's not always easy to tell people that. It's, you know, sometimes people think therapy is a shameful thing to do. I definitely mm-hmm. disagree with that. Um, therapy is a very, if, and especially when you choose it yourself, it's very powerful because you it, it demonstrates that you know you want to get better, you want to improve, you want to get through these absolutely, tough times, yeah, and you're willing to do whatever it takes to get through it. Mm-hmm. Um, f- for me, my story, I I went through therapy because um, we lost our dad two years ago, um, mm. and it was just I first of all I joined my doctor. Um, recommended i join like a bereavement group mm. which i started to go to that was on a weekly basis um that was cool you know it was uh every friday uh friday morning um there was about you know 10 12 of us each week um mm. we'd all kind of sit down and we just talk amongst ourselves um and it was helpful for me because i mean I'm, I'm quite a chatty person anyway so i don't mind talking about things um but what i really liked about that place and that you know that group was that you know we were all different people from all different walks of life yeah and we were there like kind of i don't know bonded over one thing and that's grief the loss of someone mm-hmm. um and you know, it, it was really helpful for me because there were so many questions that I would ask myself about grief and I'd think, oh, you know, how does someone else um, address it or deal with it? And because we were all going through grief, or we, you know, we, were, we lost somebody, we were all asking the same kind of questions. Mm-hmm. So it was really nice to just be able to just pipe up and just say, oh, you know, how do you deal with that? What did you do there? Yeah. Because um, I just find that, you know, my friends, I've got a really good bunch of friends, a really good network of friends, but there's only so much that they can kind of hear you out because, you know, my age, you know, I say my age, you know, early 30s now, you know, my, my, my friendship groups, they're all sort of settled down and they've got kids and mm-hmm. they're married and they've got, they've got lives and we've all got lives so I just found that group really helpful mm-hmm. to be able to share exactly what I was going through 
and um, not to be judged as well. That was really yes. important to me. Yes, yeah, mm -hmm. um, I feel that. Yeah, so I loved it. And um, unfortunately, you know, you can only attend this group for, I don't know, I think it was six months and then sort of they kind of kick you out because you know, they make room for the next mm -hmm. cohort of people who've lost. Um, but luckily, well, I say luckily, it kind of tied <laughs> in with lockdown. So it tied in with lockdown because as soon as lockdown hit, my six months were up anyway. So, um, uh -huh. I, you know, I got, I, got the mo I got the most time from it. Um, so then... I kind of thought, okay, well, I found that really useful, really helpful, but it would have been nice to kind of focus more on like myself rather than being a group of people. So that's when I kind of reached out to um, a, uh, what's it? I was thinking the word shrink there. Such, well, such, such a, um, I don't like that word, just a, a counselor, bereavement counselor. There you go. Yeah. And nice. um, yeah, this guy called Matt, amazing, absolutely amazing. Um, really hit it off. Um, again, because I'm quite a chatty person, I'm quite a trustworthy person, it was really easy to kind of just get straight into it and just really kind of, you know, you know, lay it all out on the table sort of thing. So um, we worked through a lot of things. Um, and I guess with counselling as well, it's not just, okay, so the main reason why I started counselling was the loss of my dad. But actually, if I'm going to be honest with myself, I was going through really tough time from um a relationship breakdown mm. uh, previously mm. to that so it kind of like added it all sort of ran parallel really yeah so yeah. Uh, oh honest to god like it was i needed that and i said like do you know and i still need it uh -huh. um matt and i sort of don't we don't have our sessions anymore because we got to a point where i was i sort of the majority of my healing had been done, but do you know what? There's there's nothing to suggest that you know we we all could do therapy like you know constantly um, yeah. because it's useful. It's just what it, it's just a good outlet to kind of just um, have that session, that opportunity to just let it all out and just talk, talk, talk. Mm -hmm. um, Absolutely, and it's just yeah, amazing. When you just talk sometimes the things that you're thinking in your head when you actually say it out loud completely different yes um, i don't know if that's how you think i i, <laughs> I agree 100 percent. yeah um yeah so can yeah, i chime so in yeah yeah of course please chime in yeah yeah i i really love everything that you said everything what you mm. said resonated uh you know like from speaking on therapy and then like there's one-on-one -on -one therapy group therapy they're all beneficial in so many different ways. And like you said, you know, we do our, have our friends. Our friends, however, are not therapists. And sometimes they are not able to have that mental space or capacity to hear us out. You know, they're there to be our friend, but not our therapist. And then when we go to a group therapy, group therapy, we have these people that we never met from all walks of life, like you said, and they are there. And they can judge us all they want, but they don't really know who we are. So even if they judge us, we don't really care. I, I don't really care. I'm like, I'm going to yeah. state all my feelings, all the things that I'm going through, and I'm going to lay it here on the table. And when we leave, it doesn't matter what I said to them because they're going through something too. you know. So we're all like saying our stuff in our group circle. It feels healing to just say it and put it on the table. Also, like, very similar to when I started my podcast. This is why I call it a spiritual journey and self-healing. Because when I started it, 
I just started it with my own and just talking about navigating and dissecting my own things that I, were go- I was going through last year. And you see, like mm-hmm. how we are talking now, you asked really good question. And I wasn't no, I was I wasn't so sure where our discussion would go to. And now we're here. You opened my own past trauma and I opened up to you with you asking a simple question of like, what is your past history of like therapy? You see what I mean? So hey, you got yeah. it, Ling. There you go. Oh, I mean, thanks, that's your progression. Yeah, I, I, I just yeah, for me it's um I'm in I like people and I'm interested in people. And um, when they've got something that I, I think everyone's got something interesting to say, no matter what they think of themselves. Um, everyone has something to bring to the table. Everyone, um, whatever anyone says, someone else can always learn from. Yeah. Um, so that's why, like, you know, that's what actually that group therapy taught me, actually. It doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, what you look like, you know, how you, how you sound, how you talk. Um, is to always maintain that kind of level of respect for somebody else because you just don't know what they're going through. Yeah. So that's um, really something that I um, really value. Um, so also, I, I didn't realise you had life coaching yourself then. So was that just something you kind of thought, hmm, I really want life coaching? Or was it more of like, a, like you say, a favour for your friend who was kind of starting out in the, in the sector? Yeah, yeah. So... I went into that life coaching from my friend just to support. And also, like, I was going through my own things. Uh, I didn't want to see therapy yet. I mean, that day, that time, because I wanted to check out how that coaching thing was. And so I just tried it out. And I feel like it was something that I can check out and dissect for myself. You know, Uh, I just feel like I really wanted to support my friend and I would just go for like maybe like a couple months and then after a while I was like oh I do feel that I can do this on my own and I don't need the support anymore and that's the same thing with therapy you know with therapy I I see a psychiatrist too um let you know now I I have I had bipolar disorder it was full remission but I still take medication and with my psychiatrist I asked this question in our past zoom um, or like video meeting I was just like yo a lot of my friends are seeing therapy and I don't know wh- why but I feel like it I have a feeling do I have to see therapy and he was like no you don't have to see therapy like a therapy therapist is there to give you professional advice and help if you feel like you really need it and I was like oh okay so like right now I I feel like I'm okay to you know do the things that I do in my daily life and then when I do really need something, like last year, I really needed it. Like in the beginning, uh, like in November of 2019, I reached out to like two therapists, like emergency kind of like, and then um, they helped me. And I just unloaded, I cried, I yelled <laughs> and yeah. it felt good. And then they just helped me find the answers. Well, they didn't help me find the answers, but I mean, I just talked to them and I found my own answers by spilling out what was going through my head. You know what I mean? That's what it was. Yeah. Do you know, the crying thing, that resonates with me, because actually, if I go back to um, the group sessions, the group bereavement sessions, mm-hmm. sometimes people just need just a good cry. Yeah. Um, it's not even about needing to talk. It was just having that 
opportunity, that outlet to sit and let it all out, literally. Yeah. Um, because I remember actually a lady in one of my sessions, she said to me, you know, um, that she was seeing somebody privately, a private counsellor, but she said all she, did, all she did in sessions was cry. And I said, there's nothing wrong with that because maybe that's what you need. You just yeah. need sessions to just cry. Let yeah. It out. There's <laughs> nothing session. wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do actually feel better after a good cry sometimes. <laughs> Say that <laughs> again, sorry. Yeah. I said, I do actually feel better after a good cry sometimes. Yes. You know what it um, is? It's like yeah. you're releasing those toxins from your body. It's going out of your mm. body through the tears. Is going. I mean, we are feeling creatures, right? We're emotional creatures. So mm. when we do that, it's good to not suppress it. Um, Too many times for me as a like male, we are told to like, don't cry and look be strong i mean yeah we could be strong and whatnot however if we're not gonna show that feeling and emotion it's like a bottle and then it continues to like bottle up it's gonna explode and there's many times that i've like i've exploded so i've learned to just cry when i need to you know mm. yeah no so actually that's interesting then so do you know before before my dad passed away I hadn't really seen him cry, um, funnily enough, because, yeah. What was that? Who? Um, when your dad passed I, away? So my, my dad, yeah, just, just before, in the, in the, in the, in his last kind of, his last couple of weeks, uh -huh. month or so, two months beforehand, um, kind of when he realized that, that there was nothing left that anyone could do to help him. Okay. Um, yeah, there were a handful of times where I, I saw him break down and I I didn't really know how to react because mm -hmm. I'd never seen him break down like that before. Mm -hmm. um, so obviously, you know, it started me off and I was breaking down. Mm -hmm. um, but you're right. It's very rare you see men cry. Now, I just, I don't get it. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Um, do, do, do your sort of male friends um and like you know the guys around you are they quite emotional creatures or is it just yourself i feel like it's what i'm wired to do so i mean the only time that i've seen my friends cry were like in middle school when uh my friend's uh pet hamster di died and he brought the pet to our school we we're in our basketball team and then actually yeah we we're actually his crying caused like me and some other friends to cry too you know that that was there like that was pretty healing and it was a good feel like we uh we cared for our friend and he really cared for his pet and he cried like moving on to like say older age not just grammar school but high school mm. i mean we are there to listen to our friends and when they cry like about relationship or whatnot we're there and we we what we process how we processed was like making music together we would make music mm. together and just talk you know like that kick back um i don't really really remember more so of crying i feel like i do i have cried with in front of my female friends just my female mm. friends you know um more so when i'm growing up as an old uh, older person i just feel like for the reason it was more easy it was easier for i felt okay to be more vulnerable yeah 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 you know what i mean 
So, yeah. I feel like everyone's in the spectrum for some of my male friends to be more open to their emotional side. Mm. So uh, as a guy then, and, and with your um, other guy friends, do you talk about emotions? Oh, hell, oh yeah, definitely. Most definitely. Yeah. All, all of them. We do tech talk about like all things that we go through because, you know, I mean, especially the like my friends that I've been long with that have my have been my friends since like many years. We care about each other, and since we care about each other, we talk about our feelings. However, we don't cry in front of each other like that. Okay, so yeah. is that one of those things where you you try not to, or just so happens you know you. It just doesn't happen. It hasn't happened thus so far. Oh, it it, it doesn't have happen. Oh, but then when we watch movies together, I mean, I've cried in front of. I mean, I don't cry in front of them, but yeah, we we're watching a movie and it just happens. Sometimes you know, a movie is like so Tearing deep. Up. Yeah, yeah, that that happens. <laughs> that's the only thing that I could think of right now. We're we're watching a movie, and then like a Disney movie. That's like, I mean, the one that I could think in particular that hit me in memory is Inside Out. You know, the movie about feelings, like. I remember okay. I was sitting and then there was this part that was really sad about it. Maybe it was the elephant dying. You know? Oops, sorry for people who was listening and didn't watch Inside Out. But yeah, there was a part and I was like sad. <laughs> and they said oh, they felt sad too. I can't remember the last time I cried in the movie, actually. Ooh, interesting. You haven't watched it, Inside Out? No, uh, I haven't. Uh, it's, it's a really good movie. Remember, yeah. Oh, because... Okay. And Disney, is it? Yeah, I hi- or Pixar. I highly recommend it because that movie is... And is correlate correlated or just in parallel with what we're talking about about our feelings inside out you know like in this movie it discusses uh the sad emotion it discusses the happy emotion uh it discusses joy and it discusses that importance of embracing and having all these emotions and not just staying happy because we need both we need all to be who we are as a human to to embrace sadness only, we cannot have happiness. To have only happiness, we won't be able to have sadness. It's like yin and yang. And that movie teaches it well for children and just everyone in general. Yeah. Yeah, I might have to get my um, sister to get that for my nephew. Yep. Uh, he's he's nine now. It's a great movie. And um, yeah, you know what? He, he's quite an emotional kid. Uh-huh. Um, I think, to be honest, I think the death of my dad has really um, affected him, and my sister doesn't really know what to do. Um, so, you know, she she does say to him, you know, it's okay to be sad, it's okay to be happy, it's okay yeah. to feel what you want to feel, just sit with it. Yeah. Um, but sometimes, you know, kids kind of they probably relate more to when when they can see see that demonstrated. Like yeah, in a Disney Pixar movie. I yep. think that's a really good, um, it's a really good idea, Jay Ray. So thanks for that. I'll um, I'll be sure to take that on board and bring that forward. Absolutely. <laughs> Message me. I would love to hear what happens. Like once yeah. this movie is, I mean, once this is shared, this is something that I wish like I saw when I was younger. You know, like mm. I did not know that it was okay to feel sad because. There's this thing that's concept called, I know we're going to a different topic now, but toxic positivity is like, you know, where you just pushed to like be happy, pushed to push away the sadness, put it under the rug. 
But the thing is, like the song from UK, I forget the artist's name, is uh, I keep, keep bleeding. I keep, keep bleeding the love, you know, like there's oh, a Leona cut. Lewis. and just get, Yeah, Leona, Leona Lewis, you know. So that's real talk. Like I, instead of just putting a band-aid on it, how can we fix this cut, you know, like sew it, um, be in that feeling, put, find that medication. And what is that medication? Uh, you know, feeling it, um, enjoying also the memory, being okay with all the memories that it happened and accepting it to go away, like let in, let out the feelings that happen. Yeah. And, I suppose, and that kind of ties back in nicely, actually, if you're going to finish it off here. It's yeah, yeah, back in With how like therapy is, isn't it? Therapy is all of that. It's, you go through all the motions, you talk about everything, you know, it's kind of where you know, no stone gets left unturned. Mm. Um, you know, it, it is like a journey. I suspect, you know, the, the man or the lady on the other end, the receiving end, you know, they are going through absolutely everything with you, you know, but you have to trust them. No stone left you unturned. Know, because that's, that's, the only, that's the only way to help yourself. You've got to go through it all. You've got to be honest with yourself. Yeah. You've got to be honest with him or her. So, uh, yeah, gosh, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's so good and you know what like uh yesterday was um the world bipolar awareness day and i think it's also mental mm. awareness month mental health awareness mm. month i believe so because i know next month is a uh, poetry month so i'm really happy that we had this discussion and we got to reconnect like this in this moment you motivated me as well uh, my favorite oh, really? quote, yeah, because I wouldn't have done this. I wouldn't have hopped back on my podcast like this. So it definitely shows that it takes one to reach one because like, you know, yeah. we reach each other from that Asian podcast network and then you reach back to me and now here we are reaching each other with now it takes one to reach one. Now then it takes one to reach many. And I'm grateful to her. I'm grateful to you. Um, I'm grateful to myself for you know, putting myself forward like this. So yeah, it's um, it's been a, it's a, it's a good, it's a good, um, good end to my night. Awesome. Well, so yeah. excited. Thank you for that. This is how I usually um end my podcast, and I'll show. Uh, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll just do it right now, um, okay. and then I'll, I'll stop recording. What I usually say is, please continue to self-express inspire and empower yourself and others stay tuned to the next episode thank you for being the special guest today ling and motivating me bye thank you